Well, friends, after a two-week absence for reasons I explained in a video earlier today, there is definitely no shortage of things that we could talk about between the war in Ukraine and Russia and, you know, deficits and inflation and gas prices and potential food shortages and, uh, you know, Biden speaking in tongues half the time. No shortage of things. But what I want to get into in this video is the budget request that Biden has made. And specifically as part of that, he has this proposed billionaire tax. And there's there's a lot wrong with this idea. And um, in case you haven't can't tell, um, I'm no billionaire. I'm no millionaire. I'm just a normal dude like 99.9% .9 of you. But even I look at this and go, there's a whole lot wrong. So I want to get into that. I want to talk about what this what this billionaire tax that Biden has proposed as part of his budget request is, how exactly it works, and where I see the pitfalls with it. So that's what we're going to do in this video. And we're going to go ahead and dig right in. Uh, in case you don't know, I am Dan. This is the Soul of Wisdom. Thank you for joining me. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Let's dig right in. Uh, this from Fox Business. Biden pitches largest tax hike in history as part of a 5.8 trillion dollar budget request yes that's trillion with a t uh proposes 2.5 trillion in tax increases as part of a budget request isn't that lovely so uh president biden made a renewed push on monday <clears throat> for uh overhaul to the tax code uh laid out tax hikes as part of 5.8 trillion dollar budget blueprint uh, under his proposal, taxes would rise by $2.5 trillion, marking largest increase in dollar terms in history. The deficit would be $1.15 trillion. <clears throat> when you're done watching this video, if you don't understand what the difference is between deficit and debts, go back to uh, my videos and you'll find a fairly recent one where I explain the difference between a debt and a deficit. So often politicians want to go, well, I'm decreasing the deficit. And people, I think, hear the word debt and they're not the same thing. All he's doing is saying, yeah, we're still spending more money than what we have. We're just spending less more money than what we have. It's stupid. But make sure you understand those differences. Okay. The higher taxes would be largely borne by Wall Street and the top sliver of U.S. households. Uh, he says, we're reducing the Trump deficits and returning our fiscal house in order. Now, I find that funny, too, when he says we're going to return our fiscal house in order by still spending more money than God himself has ever created. And, you know, still more money than we even have. Um, it's, it's insanity. Uh, he says the budget makes prudent investment and economic growth more more equitable economy while making sure corporations and the very wealthy pay their fair share. Uh, if you want to have fun sometime, go look up the statistics on exactly who it is that pays the taxes to the federal government in this country. Uh, it it ain't the it ain't who you think it is. <laughs> let's just put it that way. These people are already paying a ton. But let's move on. The taxes outlined on Monday include a minimum 20% tax on the incomes of U.S. households worth $100 million or more, similar to other proposals that Democrats floated, floated last year. Uh, but those pitches fell to the wayside. The so-called billionaire minimum income tax would raise $361 billion in revenue over 10 years. Okay, 
So here's something to point out right away. This billionaire minimum income tax would raise $361 billion, but let's go back. Taxes would rise by $2.5 trillion. So this, first of all, this billionaire minimum income tax would only be a fraction of what the entire proposed increase in taxes would be. Now, who do you think that the rest of that increase is going to come from? Well, it ain't going to be them. It's going to be all of us. So everybody's taxes is going up. But they're trying to frame this in such a way that, well, we're going to make the billionaires pay their fair share, which is still only going to be a fraction of the total that the income taxes are going to increase. It's an important point that I bet you a lot of people won't read because they won't make it past the first paragraph of any article that talks about this. Okay. Under the proposal, the wealthiest Americans would be required to pay a tax rate of at least 20% on their full income or a combination of wage income and whatever they made in unrealized gains. If a billionaire is not paying 20% on their income, they will owe a top-up payment that makes the difference to meet the minimum. Okay. So you can look at that and you can say, well, what's wrong with that, right? You know, these people, if they're making over $100 million, that ain't any of us. So whatever. I think that's fair, right? Why not go ahead and have them pay some more, especially if it helps take down the deficit. Haha, <laughs> because we're still, you know, spending more money than we have. And it, this doesn't even make a dent in it. But what you have to understand there is that words matter, okay? They're talking about taxing unrealized gains. Now, let me put this in phraseology that I think pretty much anybody could understand, okay? And I'm not saying it that way to imply that you don't know what you're talking about or something like that. It's more, I want to make sure everybody gets this. So let's say you own a car and you've had the car for a year and you paid $30,000 for it, okay? But if you haven't noticed, cars are difficult to get right now. Used, you knew all of it, they're difficult, okay? So suddenly that car that you bought last year for 30,000, you could go out and sell it for 35. That's really weird with cars, but there are cases where that could happen right now, okay? So that is a $5,000 gain that you have sitting there at an investment. Now, it's not $5,000 that you can go out and spend right now. It's not $5,000 that you have in your bank account, right? You would, have to, you would have to realize that gain by selling the car. You'd have to get rid of the car to have that $5,000. We can all agree upon that in this example, right? What Biden is asking for is the ability to say, well, that asset that you have is worth $5,000 more now, so you owe us 20% of that amount. That's what he's asking for. So he's saying, you need to give us a thousand bucks. That would be what he's saying. Now he's saying he wants to do this for billionaires, but, but the point remains, that's an example. So you would have to come up with a thousand dollars if that, that minimum tax would suddenly apply to you, right? You'd have to either raid your savings or sell something else or heaven forbid sell the car in order to pay the government but if you had to sell your car in order to pay the government the thousand dollars then what would happen you'd be short a car and you'd have to go find one which is next to impossible right now so you would end up with something less okay 
But and this is all because of money that they say you have, but it's money you haven't realized. It's theoretical. Okay? Until until that asset is sold, that money's theoretical. Same thing with your house. Maybe you paid 300,000 for your house and it's worth 450 now because you know, housing prices have skyrocketed. Well, that's $150,000 in unrealized gain. You wouldn't realize it until you sold the house. That's not money that you have in your hand. Now, you could take a loan against the value of the house, okay? But that's not that's not income, that's borrowed money. And that, by the way, is what the billionaires do all the time, okay? Most of the money that Elon Musk has, for example, is tied up in stocks. It's tied up in Tesla stocks, all right, and other assets that he owns, all right? But, but these aren't things that reflect money in a checking account, okay? What he can do is he can borrow with that asset as collateral, and that's what the billionaires do. It's like if you opened a home equity line of credit against the the um, the asset of your home, okay? The equity that you have in your home, you're borrowing against that. Well, it's that's what billionaires do with their stocks and their other things. But it's not money they have directly to spend until they sell it. So, if you have an Elon Musk and he suddenly has to pay, I think I read something like he'd have to pay $42 billion in taxes if if this was the case, then he'd have to go and sell $42 billion worth of stock just to pay this tax. Great, except the problem with that is in a lot of cases, his ability to sell that stock has legal entanglements as well because there are rules about moving assets and about selling things off and how you handle your money when you're that rich. So it's just not that simple. Okay. But I said earlier that words matter. So let's talk about some words for a minute. Because here's where I think this is this is problematic just from the point of law. All right, this is a this is a look at the 16th Amendment of the Constitution, which is the amendment that gives the federal government the ability to tax us. Yes, a lot of people don't know this or understand it, but when our country was founded, the federal government had no right to tax us. We had to go and give them that right. And yeah, we forgot to put a limit on it. Stupid us. So the amendment reads, the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived. Okay. So since words matter, let's look at the definition of the word derive. And it says, obtain something from a specific source. So. They have the ability to tax income from whatever source derived. So they have to, according to the amendment, tax your income. But where if somebody owns a stock that's worth, you know, $100, how is that income that's been derived until it's sold? There's no income there. It's not money that came into me, into my checking account that I can now do whatever I want with, right? But he's arguing that it is income, even though it hasn't been derived. So I would, would argue in that case that what we're talking about isn't even legal. Now, heaven only knows what legal is anymore because, you know, the courts are very much a political, uh, a political arm 
much more than they should be. That's for sure. So it would, it would, I think, depend on which judges hear this as to whether or not they'd find it constitutional. It'd make its way up to the Supreme Court. And then at that point, it would be a matter of what the balance of the court is and what they're thinking at that moment. And don't tell me that just because it's a conservative court right now, they would find this to be, to be constitutional. Because we made that argument with Obamacare that, well, that's a conservative court. They won't make that legal. They found a way to make it legal. <laughs> so heaven only knows. But let's also look at the definition of the word unrealized. Okay. Unrealized, not achieved or created. So just in his own language where they're talking about unrealized income, he's talking about income that hasn't been achieved or created. So again, it's hypothetical. They're trying to tax on a hypothetical. So I don't see how with the Constitution itself, such a move would even be, would be constitutional. But again, heaven only knows. But here's where I have a problem for all of us. We can argue all day long about how this would or would not affect the overall flow of money through the economy. And, you know, would it create more inflation? Would it not create more inflation? Um, would it cause billionaires to invest less, therefore affecting jobs and stuff like that? I don't want to have any of those arguments. That's, that's for other people to have. Here's where I see the biggest problem. When they brought in the amendment that allowed the government to tax us, the argument made at the time was, don't worry, this is only going to affect the richest people and it's just to allow the government to have some money to do what it needs to do. That was the pitch, okay? Within a very short time, just a matter of a few years, it didn't just apply to the richest Americans anymore. Everybody was getting taxed, okay? And as a guy who owns his own businesses, I can tell you the tax code is a long, nasty thing that is a headache for all of us. And it was supposed to be something that only affected the richest people of the world or of the United States, rather. I'm not one of the richest people in the United States, but I have to pay a lot of taxes. So, whatever, okay? This is a play that the government always makes. They'll go and they'll say something that, well, this will only affect this person. Wait a while, okay? That's what's going to happen here. If they somehow get the ability to do this, if they somehow get it into law and then it passes muster with the courts, that they can start taxing unrealized gains give it a while it'll start affecting all of us don't think for a minute that they wouldn't start looking at your home and going well you know you've got 150,000 in unrealized gains there here's your tax on that you owe us well then what are we all going to do seriously we'd have to sell our home and go rent somewhere or get something that costs less this is the whole by 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll be happy thing. This is the whole great reset thing that is talked about in so many circles. This is certainly a fast way to get there, isn't it? Don't ever believe that anytime the government says this will only affect this group of people, that they mean it. Give it time, it always affects everybody. And that's the fear here, okay? They can start looking at your personal stocks. Maybe you only own 20 shares of Apple or something like that. And all of a sudden, you've got to sell off a bunch of those shares to pay your unrealized gains. Your home, obviously, your car, um, you know, any inheritance that you had, all of these things could be at risk. And I don't think for a minute 
that it's out of hand for us to consider that, that it's out of hand for us to worry about that. It most certainly is, because that is how government always works. They make a promise that it'll only affect a couple people, and then they'll expand it out until eventually their hands are around the throat of the entire populace. Give it time. That's my concern. But you tell me, what do you think? Do you think this idea of being able to tax unrealized income, even if it's only for the quote-unquote billionaires, is really a good idea in the long run? Do you think it would make any difference to our budget anyways? Or do you think, like me, that it's a dangerous precedent to set if this were allowed to happen, that sooner or later, and probably sooner, it's going to come back to bite all of us. I would love to know your thoughts, so please do let me know in the comments. If you appreciated this content, I would also appreciate it if you would consider subscribing to this channel if you have not already done so, and consider sharing it with others so they understand what's going on here and they can make their own judgments on it as well. I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate you watching. And until the next time I see you, thank you and have a great day.